Hi, it's Steve. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Could you do me a favor? If you haven't already, please click the follow or subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform, and new episodes will be delivered to you as soon as they go live. Also, I'm told that rating and reviewing the pod helps us find new listeners, so thanks in advance if you're so inclined. And now, cue the drums. Welcome to The Creationist, a podcast about people who create. I'm your host, Steve Waxman. People are motivated to create for many different reasons. For some, it's merely self-satisfaction and an escape from the rest of the world. Some people use creativity as a way to find new solutions. As a teenager, Florida-based rapper and producer Josh A. turned to creativity as an outlet to escape the harsh realities of troubled home life. With it, he found the kind of success that he hoped would take away the pain that he felt inside. But instead, he discovered that success wasn't the answer he was looking for. From like the, the time that I had moved out and, and like I had this specific goal in mind of like I need to get to you know this size I want to I want to get this amount of success, but then like you know I, I ended up getting there and and I thought I thought you know all my problems would magically go away once I reached a, a you know stupid numeric goal or whatever. But then whenever I got there, it was it, it was just it was like like I still felt the exact same way. I was I was still getting panic attacks at like 3 a.m. trying to fall asleep. And stuff, and, and and like like all those problems were there, and honestly, like like, like the the problems were probably you know worse be, be, because because I had the, the the means and money to to fuel you know an addiction and stuff, and it just just made everything worse. This might be the first time you've heard of Josh A. If so, you might be shocked when I tell you that his music has been streamed close to one billion times since he first started posting tracks on SoundCloud and YouTube in 2015. Diving into his work in order to battle his demons has been an all-consuming process for Josh, who at 25 has already released an astonishing 16 full-length albums, including his latest, Lonely Vibes. A large part of Josh's success stems from the personal nature of his lyrics, which provide a voice for his fans to relate to with their vulnerable tales of self-doubt and lost hope. In the research that I was doing in preparing to talk to you, I kept reading that music started as a creative outlet for you to be able to cope with harsh realities in the world. So can you expand on that a little bit? Well, like I had always wanted to do music and it was something that, that was like fun for me. Uh, whenever I grew up, my dad was always encouraging me to play instruments and stuff like that. But throughout my childhood and stuff, as my parents split up and stuff like that, it started to turn into a coping mechanism more than anything. And that's where I feel the most comfort just sort of navigating through life is always creating like I would always carry around a notebook I'd always be like writing lyrics or like song ideas and stuff but yeah it's just sort of like it's probably the most productive coping mechanism someone could have is like creativity you know no for sure so so how did it start what what instruments were you playing and how old were you when you started playing um I was about like 10 years old um I, I started out with the drums first but I wasn't really good at it so then I I went to the guitar and my my dad grew up playing the guitar and stuff so yeah the the, the guitar was sort of like the main place where I found the most talent I guess and then from there I moved on to like learning how to produce music like electronically through like FL Studio or Ableton and stuff like that and then uh eventually I figured out that like I I wanted to to rap <laughs> I'll get to that in just a second. So I'm just trying to, if you can just take a step back a little bit. So was it the trauma of your parents splitting up that sort of created some of this 
some of the turmoil in your life? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I mean, a hundred percent. It started out, you know, my, my my parents split up. I lived with my mom for a bit, and then I went back and forth between my dad and my mom's places. And uh, my dad was sort of always the like stable option, but whenever I lived lived with my mom, it was domestic abuse, family problems, stuff like that. How did you lose yourself in music? Like, what was what was the process of losing yourself in music to sort of cope with? you know, that trauma? I don't know. It was sort of like whenever something was, you know, going down with my mom or my or my sister at the time, I could just sort of isolate and detach and go into my room and just work. And, and that was like my way to, to sort of like, you know, shut out from the world a bit. Um, I read that you moved, you moved out on your own when you were 18. Were you living with your dad at that point or were you still bouncing back and forth? So... Uh, I was I was bouncing back and forth pretty much from like ten, ten years old to uh, sixteen years old, and then like the last the last like parent I was with was my dad, and uh, I, I eventually moved out at the age of eighteen because my my dad and my stepmom weren't super supportive of of what I was doing, and it, it was like uh, me against the world sort of attitude, and I just sort of went out on my own, and I and and like I, I knew what I wanted, and I knew that. You know, I I wasn't being like supported or or encouraged with what I was doing, so I just had to go out on my own and figure it out for myself. So, how old were you when you started putting music out into the world? I think I was like sixteen or seventeen. I I just started uploading like electronic music originally, and then when I moved to rap, that's when I started to see some success. And from there, I I I just realized I was like, yeah, I think I I think with this, I can I can like make a proper living with it. So. Where were you putting your music originally? Um, YouTube and SoundCloud. So so I was starting out, I would just like upload the music for free and stuff. I didn't consider Spotify or iTunes or any of that stuff. I, I was just dropping it for free because it was like just just all passion and fun initially, you know, and, and until I started to understand, you know, how the business worked. I earlier today, I, I had been th- I've been through so much of your music and Dude, there's just so much, so much there to try to try and peel back some layers. And today, I actually um, went through, I think, at least three quarters of the oldies. And I'm just wondering uh, that that particular set of recordings are those the first recordings that you had released? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the oldies, like a lot of people get get confused about it because because they think it's like an album that I like put together and dropped and, and all that like like professionally and stuff, but um, it, it's just a compilation of all the old stuff that, that I had from, you know, 2013 to 2015, somewhere around there. It was just like, a, that was all the music that I, that I had on like SoundCloud and stuff originally, just for free. So it was interesting going through it because some of the stuff, uh, you know, some of the stuff I could relate to, um, I guess particularly Lana Del Rey uh, reminded me of the band Ween. I don't know if you ever heard Ween, actually, but it reminded me of Ween just, I guess, because of the uh, the helium voice that you, you perform in. And then some of it reminded me of Skrillex, and I was just wondering, it's like there seem to be a lot of different influences that you kind of, I don't know, I was going to say copying from, but, I mean, you're obviously trying to learn the craft. And I'm just wondering all the different influences that you were bringing into your music at that time and, you know, and trying to figure out your own musical voice. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well like pretty much like you said, it was it, it's sort of like that, like compilation and stuff. And all those songs are like 
basically like with a lot of artists that they typically don't release stuff until they've had like years of working on music and all that but but for this it's like this was me like 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 showing the the world my my like learning curve and everything and, and showing the world how i honed in on my skills and my craft and all that no for sure and i, I think that I, I on one hand i you know think that's it's brave because that can be really scary sort of you know showing people the process of you know, where you came from to where you got to and, you know, warts and all. Um, on the other hand, it's, you know, as an outsider, it's really kind of cool to see the the progression because even from your first albums through to the Lonely Vibes record, if you listen to your music chronologically, you can you can hear and watch your progression as a producer and as a rapper and as a lyricist and it's really interesting because one of the things that i that i found because i was trying to um obviously you know given the uh, given that this is about creativity and i was kind of focusing on your lyrics because i i thought that one of the things that's that i find really compelling about your music and the reason i wanted to talk to you was because your your lyrics are you know show such great vulnerability was and it could just be my imagination, so correct me if I'm wrong here, but certainly in your earliest records, it was a little bit more cliched um, rap bravado. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, and you eventually, you know, you eventually, I think, found a voice that you felt more comfortable being yourself. Can you talk a little bit about that progression? Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, starting, starting out whenever I was, you know, first rapping and stuff, I, I was just sort of, like, doing what I thought rap, was at at the time and 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 like like listening to my favorite you know rappers like childish gambino or tyler the creator or uh like i I was i also like logic as well and 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 like listening to those guys i i was thinking like okay this is how you're supposed to sound when you rap and then uh, eventually as i as i started to like do it more and more I, i i just started to realize that i can like put put my own voice i can talk about my own experiences and 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 that's what makes those artists special is because they're just talking about their life and everything. And then, and then that's like when it, you know, clicked for me, I think it was around like, uh, the blessed two album that that like clicked for me where, where it's like, okay, let me just be me unapologetically. Let me just talk exactly how I, you know, about my life as opposed to like trying to be braggadocious. Right. Do you, do you remember what you wrote that was sort of the turning point for you lyrically? Yeah, it was um, it, it was the song "Trenches" on Blessed Two. That for, for, on that song, I'm I'm just talking about how like if I wasn't doing music, I would probably end up you know being uh, like enlisting in the military or something like that because uh, I I was sort of dumb with my life uh at, <laughs> at the time with with like chasing music I sort of put my whole life into into music I didn't really think about you know college or, or anything like that like I dropped out of graphic arts or graphic design uh school and like uh it, it, if music wasn't gonna make it then uh th- then I'd probably just end up enlisting somewhere and and that was like I, I just started like writing about that you know and and that was like I, I think the moment that it really like clicked for me. It's like, okay, it actually works whenever I talk about my life and not just be like a, a bragging rapper or flexing and all that. Had you built a significant audience already or were you 
at that point? Yeah. Um, whenever I made the switch to rap, I had like 60 to 70,000 subscribers, I, I think, on, on YouTube. And I don't know what my monthly listeners were on Spotify, but like I was already doing pretty well. I was already living on my own and stuff. But but but, but the, the, the cool thing is it, it, it was seeing the comments from people like whenever I, I would drop songs like that. And like as my evolution and stuff like that was happening, like seeing the comments of people being like blown away from where I was a few months prior to like what it was becoming. And like I still get excited about that, how like, you know, every like new song or whatever, people see that there's a clear progression and it just keeps getting better and better. And that's like my main goal. Do you, do you feel like the current generation of songwriters that you're a part of are more willing to be vulnerable with their audience than artists in the past? I don't know. I mean, some people are, are being more vulnerable, but I feel like the majority of people just want to, you know, get easy success and just sing about whatever's currently popular at the moment it, it, it just sort of I don't know with the whole like TikTok culture and stuff and seeing people trying to formulate you know mathematical equations on how to get a, a a hit song and everything like like that part sort of throws me off a bit I don't really like that but uh I think like the the, the people who are the most vulnerable on songs you probably just typically don't hear them the, the the best example of somebody who's vulnerable though is it would probably be XXX Tentacion like like his stuff is like so fucking vulnerable and everything and 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 I I I just love that that's probably like the most prominent example and I think that that what he left behind is sort of like leading a uh, a, a generation of people who like want to be more vulnerable with their songwriting but I don't know just seeing seeing the stuff that's like that's like popular right now and and what's like getting the most streams and all that on Spotify it just kind of seems like the vast majority of people just just want to get that easy formulaic success going back a little bit you you started working on production before you became a rapper and i, I was just wondering like how did you how did you decide to start rapping why did you decide to start rapping as opposed to continuing on with just production? I started out, you know, doing EDM and everything. And I, I, I think like the, the, the direction that EDM was going at the time, like whenever I was starting to get into rap, EDM was going into a more trap, like rap sound. And I started doing like some, some, some trap beats and all that. And, and, and then I realized like my goal from the beginning was I, I always wanted to incorporate my, my voice like somehow. And, uh, um, and then as I was making like trap beats and all that, this is like probably 2014 or so, I, I, I started trying to figure out how do I incorporate my voice? Like you heard me starting to incorporate it on that Lana Del Rey song. And then whenever I was making the, 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 the trap beats, I just started like thinking about the rap that I was like listening to at the time and stuff. And then like how, like I wanted to do that one day and, and everything. But, but yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. One of the one of the things I find um, I found interesting with regards to your lyrics is so many of the lyrics appear to be sad and that there's self doubt, but at the same time, you know, and and there's obviously there's you know there's talk of suicide or potential suicide, but at the same time, there's also a lot of um the word I'm looking for hope and humility 
and understanding that you have a responsibility to your audience and that you do have a certain amount of influence and you don't want to abuse the voice that you have that is being listened to by your audience. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like the constant struggle, you know, of like, sometimes I want to I want to make a song that like whenever I, I feel in the moment is like super flexy or something like that. Sometimes I want to make that, but at the same time, or like I want to say certain things, but, 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 but then I, I like dial it back because it's like, it, it's like with my audience and stuff, I, I want to be pushing them in a positive direction. And I, and I, and I, I have like the thing that I'm constantly reminding myself is that I, I'm like, a, a voice for these people and stuff and and I don't want to just waste it on flashy cars or having half naked women in my music videos and stuff you, you know like like I want to I, I want to make sure that whatever I leave behind in the world is 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 remembered and like and, and like actually is beneficial to people well, one of the things that I find interesting I mean it's obviously a, a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a cliche and you know but it's interesting because I think it sounds as though you've discovered this as a young artist that just regardless of the amount of success that you have, that doesn't change the demons inside of you. That doesn't that doesn't really fix stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, like twenty nineteen, uh, I I was on tour for like the whole year, and that was my first time going on tour, seeing like all the faces, seeing all the fans, and everything like selling out shows and stuff and, and and all that and like that that was probably the most success I had I had ever seen the most money I was I was seeing at the time and like I didn't want to be there and and all that I just wasn't happy I was taking Xanax and drinking alcohol like every night on the road and stuff like it just wasn't a a, a good space that I was in and, and and like like what was so funny was that from like the the time that I had moved out and and like I had this specific goal in mind of like I need to get to you know this size I want to I want to get this amount of success but then like you know I I ended up getting there and and I thought I thought you know all my problems would magically go away once I reached a, a you know stupid numeric goal or whatever but then whenever I got there it was it, it was just it was like like I still felt the exact same way I was I was still getting panic attacks at like 3 a.m trying to fall asleep and stuff and, and and like like all those problems were there and honestly like like, like the the problems were probably you know worse be, be, because because I had the, the the means and money to to fuel you know an addiction and stuff and it just just made everything worse and, and on top of that w with me you know working from home and stuff and I'm like self-employed I, I just have unlimited free time which which just turns into Jack Torrance you know so um when you released I'm sorry I'm gonna I'm gonna re read from here some notes that I made here because I want to get this right uh, when you released the new album Lonely Vibes you wrote a letter to your fans saying what I want to do with my creativity is make exactly what I want to make and to experiment with different sounds outside my comfort zone. So can you talk a little bit about some of what those new sounds are that you've experimented with? Yeah, yeah, 100%. The the, the first thing like going into this album, I wanted to do stuff that 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 could like reach a wider audience. I wanted to do like more more pop sounding stuff, which is something that I that I typically haven't done before, like on my song Painless. That's like in my opinion that that, that sounds like it could be like a radio hit and, and all that but but I still like learning how to do stuff like that but staying true to myself at the same time has been like so fun and and just like making 
music that that like the instrumentals and stuff even though i'm like a lot of the songs i'm i'm talking about depression and stuff it just, just at, at the very least like the instrumental sound really bright and 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 like and like very uh easily accessible for somebody who could just like turn it on on the radio or something and then uh, the other the other sounds that I was getting into was um, more rock sounding stuff like on the song Doubt Me or California Negative Thoughts Outlaw those songs uh, I I've been working with Andrew Wade who does uh, um, he's like an engineer for A Day to Remember and Wage War and stuff he's super talented great dude and uh, I I just had like a bunch of studio time blocked out with him and we uh, uh, that th- that was just sort of what 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 came from it, just having like unlimited resources to make whatever we wanted to make. On the last album, um, uh, him and I worked together, and and we had like a lot of orchestral sounding stuff. And this time around, we wanted to do more more like rock stuff, and and just just like do stuff that I haven't done before in my discography. And uh, that that's like the exciting thing is just trying new stuff and and being like nervous to release it. I think that that's like fun. Like, like I love the risk aspect of it, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, it's interesting. You were part of a new, uh, not well, not a new breed, but you were part of a breed of independent artists that have been able to take advantage of things like SoundCloud and, and YouTube and Spotify and being able to do things on your own and. I think that you know a lot of people that might hear this interview or read about you out there would be you know shocked to find out that you have close to a billion streams of your music out there and and they go I've never heard of this guy how does he have a billion streams so <laughs> I'll ask I'll ask straight up man how did you get to a billion streams how did you find your audience or how did the audience find you I don't even know sometimes, man. It's just it, it's just constantly working and, and constantly being uh, obsessive about like both obsessive and, and passionate about what what I what I do. Like uh, this this music stuff, it's been a part of part of my life pretty much my my whole life, and uh, it's the reason why I wake up in the morning and 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 and, and all that. Like uh, it, it just getting to that that level has just been like a constant battle it I, I just again like i said earlier it just feels like me against the world like 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 every day i i'm i'm working on music i'm constantly you know writing stuff i'm always i'm always working that, that that's pretty much what it is and like you know if you want something bad enough you, you're going to get it if you if you keep tackling it every single day and 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 it's also like moving the goalposts that's kind of a big thing for me is like whenever you reach a goal you just move the goalpost even further and you just keep doing that and and then like you, you know sort of compartmentalizing it into and into like mini goals and you just tackle each one and, and you get it but i mean to get to a billion streams and stuff again a lot of it is just consistency consistency and and just being obsessive over it you, you know just just wanting to like i i never went at this with with the goal of getting a, a billion streams or anything like it it's just just sort of how it happened like i i clicked upload and and you know the rest was sort of history so were you were you pushing the, were you pushing links out anywhere or were you just counting on people finding you I mean, like it started out with like the free music. Like I would just, I would just upload it. Uh, I would reach out to like EDM sharing pages on YouTube, like the like promotional pages that that like post songs from people. Like I would reach out to those guys. Um, sort of built up an audience with that, and then it just, just like over time, just kept on building it up and up and up, and then and then started rapping on top of that. It's it's been like 
you know, five years of, of, of doing that. I, I don't know. I haven't really like analyzed it too much. I understand. I, I did. I, I wrote a note to myself here that for that it seemed to me that uh, creativity for you is more a form of personal expression rather than financial aspirations. And this seems to be exactly what you're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like like it, it it's it's always been about the the creative side of it like like don't get me wrong like like the, the the business side of it is is also something to obsess over and to have fine-tuned but but for the most part it's you know 99 percent just creativity and making what i want to make there's another aspect to your creativity and you touched on it um closer to the beginning of our interview here with regards to graphic arts i mean my understanding is that you're involved in the designing of all your merch and of the uh the artwork on your records you talk a little bit about that yeah yeah um ever since i i started out like uh that that uh oldies cover i i did that myself i i I just did it with with a mouse on adobe illustrator basically like from the start, I've always drawn out the covers. Like, like, like. Typically, what I do is, is I draw out exactly what I want, and then I send it to to somebody to like fix it up. At the moment, the person who I collaborate with the most, his name is Dan. He's uh, um, pretty cool. He he does like a lot of the the painting stuff. He did the painless single cover, anxious single cover, and uh, um, the other artist. I want to look this up real quick just to make sure I I give the guy his proper credit um the guy who did the current album cover for lonely vibes um great cover too great cover. yeah yeah he's he's a great artist his, his name is uh xvni on on twitter and instagram and uh um he's he's part of do you know who bones is i'm, I'm not sure oh okay there's a uh, lot of bo- there are a lot of bones out there man <laughs> he, he's he's part of the um uh, team team set. She's like a, a, a designer with them. He does a lot of their stuff. And uh, Bones is a um, really awesome rapper. And and he's he's been doing like 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 a lot of similar stuff that I do in terms of the independence and everything. You know, just like building up a successful career completely independent with with no label backing and all that stuff. Like uh, I, I really admire what he does and huge fan of him. So so like it is an honor to get one one of his artists. You, you know, to, to to do my cover. It just felt like a full circle moment for me because I was somebody that I looked up to when I was first starting out. Is being on a label part of your goals or do you care? At the moment, I, I, I don't really care. Like I definitely, I definitely see the utility in a label, but, but just considering that like I, I, I've gotten to where I've gotten to completely independent. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what else they could offer me. I'm I'm sure that there's like connections and stuff and making my life easier and all that, but it, it would just have to be the right deal. It would have to make sense, and and there would have to be some utility that that I can't achieve on my own. Which I I don't want to sound pretentious or anything or egotistical, but it doesn't seem like there's m- much else that <laughs> needs to be done. No, I, I hear you. I I got it. I just got a couple more questions for you. Um, I, I was just thinking about how you know you talked about going out on tour in 2019 and still having all these demons that you're dealing with and not feeling though that you know the success has um, brought you necessarily to a better place but now where you are creatively obviously when you go when you're able to go back out on tour are you anticipating that's going to be a whole other experience for you a different kind of experience for you a better experience for you a hundred percent I I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be awesome. I'm I'm excited to go out on the road again at some point and 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 just know that 
that I've got a good group of people around me who who, who want to see me succeed and and who can hold me accountable and everything and and not like you know wherever I'm 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 not getting shit faced or anything like that like that that would be the main thing and as as long as that's taken care of then I I should be on track to have a pretty fun time out on the road you know I noticed I noticed lately that even though people know what you look like over the course of the last I I, I don't know how long at least at least nine or ten months anything that you've posted with your face on it your face has been covered up is that is that a decision that you made that's artistic create like is there is that a creative decision or is that um humility (laughs) why is that yeah i mean this this whole year of of covid and everything has has made me really analyze what i'm doing and and everything and and just that with with these last two albums that i put out in the midst of covid like i don't know i I just sort of want everything to be uh about the music i I don't i don't i don't want my my face to to really be like the uh the thing that people latch on to i want it to be more about the art and all that and 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 that's like that that, that's it's been how i've like moved most of my career is is not really putting my face out there a whole lot like i don't know i I just don't like i don't like the idea of being like a, a celebrity or anything like that it's just not something that appeals to me Fair enough. So um, I just want to go back to that same letter that you wrote to your fans when you released Lonely Vibes. The last or the last or second last paragraph, you write, I've had a lot of good re- realizations about myself and my art throughout the making of this. I've never felt so confident in who I am as a person and what my motivations are. Are you comfortable uh, sharing with us some of what those realizations are? Well, yeah, I mean, like it, 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 was, it was pretty much what almost what I just talked about, about wanting the art to be at the forefront of everything. And, and just like, like understanding that, you know, with, with success and everything is, it, it, is that you just have to keep a good head on your shoulders and, and you can't let, you can't let it like get to your ego or anything like that. It's just, it's just more so about, I feel very determined to get to where I want to be in music and, and to achieve all the things that I want to achieve. And, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, it, it's mostly it, w- it was mostly in regards to to just letting the art speak for itself and and not not like having having my 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 face be the, uh, the 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 face of the operation and everything. It's more so just about like becoming more more so an an idea than an actual person, I guess, if that makes sense. No, no, certainly. And I have to say, or I want to share that I read some of the comments from fans on your Instagram page and I think it's it's really amazing uh, and I hope I think that you probably realize you've made a huge impact on a lot of people's lives just by the stories that you have shared in your songs and I think that it's given them strength as well that you know that there's somebody that's living live a life that is parallel to them regardless of as you say the success that you're having or how you are sharing your creativity that there are people out there who whose lives are you know are being saved by some of the stuff that you're writing about which is fantastic yeah that's the whole point of of like why I do what I what I do man it, it, it's just one of one of the, the the many reasons to to keep waking up in the morning to to get like comments like that from people like uh, I, I saw one somebody said that that like their their girlfriend died or yeah. something like that, and she was a, a 
huge fan and like that like like stuff like that is is like it, 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 like it, yeah it, i i i don't want to i don't want to talk too much about it i'll get emotional no 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 I, I, obviously it is i mean i and that was what i was thinking of immediately when i read that it was i i certainly got choked up when i when i read that note as well so yeah. look at i want to you know i'm going to encourage people to uh to dive into your music, I think that there's a lot of the, a lot there that people can get out of it um, and enjoy. And there's you know there's some jams as well as a lot as as well as some of the heavy stuff that we're talking about here. But I'm just so you're you're recording music now on your vacation. Um, what is what is the next? I don't know what nine to twelve months going to be for you. Uh, a lot a lot more music. Last year was the first year that I that I only dropped one album for the year. And uh, it, it it made me feel a little bit like antsy, and I just have like a lot of music that I want to put out, and and all that. So so like, like with this with this album, I'm still working on more music. I, I want to get more music out as soon as possible. I want to get music videos done. I just want to go full force with this as the world opens up more and more. Hopefully, it keeps opening up and everything. Hopefully, there's no issues. But but yeah, assuming everything goes right with with all the COVID stuff, the remainder of this year is is going to be pretty crazy, and going into next year as well. I, I got multiple albums I'm working on. I've recorded about uh, 15 songs just in the past nine days. So, oh my god, it's nonstop. And what about touring? Um, I'm 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 not sure yet. Still have to figure it out. Um, I I, I just want to assess everything with COVID to make sure it's a good move. Like I know that Lollapalooza and Rolling Loud is going on and stuff, but I I I look at those massive crowds and I, I have a heart attack, you know, looking at that, just thinking of, of COVID and everything. So I don't know. I just want to make sure it's safe and it's, it's, it's all correct. Like I don't want to put anybody at risk and I don't want to put myself at risk either. When I reached Josh at home in Florida, he was taking a bit of a vacation, but it's no surprise that for Josh, that meant working in the studio on new music. I hope that you'll take the time to check out some of his vast collection of music on your favorite streaming service. I'll also link to some key tracks on the Creationist Facebook page. I highly recommend starting with his latest album, Lonely Vibes. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you know anyone that would be interested in what we're doing on The Creationist, please share the link. The Creationist is mastered in post-production by Paul Ferrand. I'm Steve Waxman, and I created this podcast. (laughs) 